Tech impact, what you're going to do when it comes for you, because none of us can run from the impact of technology in our lives and in the lives of those who are around us. Now, you might be thinking of some societies that create these very remote uh, communities that you're not you necessarily can't be part of them, right? Like the Amish people and think to yourself, yes, you definitely can keep yourself away from technology by just living off of the land and using the old fashioned way of doing things. And, you know, there's a lot of nobility and a lot of things to admire about that and obviously keeps your body healthy. But the thing I always think about is this, even though um, um, for example, the Amish people don't use cars. They don't use anything that is mechanical. <clears throat> they stay away from television, radio. All of those things are just, they don't exist in those societies or in those communities, right? They are still impacted by technology because, I mean, um, internal combustion vehicles still pollute the air around them. Uh, when a plane flies over them, they can see it, they can hear it. Uh, technology, sound waves, you know, a lot of things do still impact them to some extent. Um, their children get exposed to technology and decide that they no longer want to live the Amish way of life and then they leave. So that creates an impact. So it's so, so difficult to run away from it these days. So we have to pay attention to it. We really, really do have to pay attention to it, right? Um, and there's a lot happening these days. One thing that we like to voice out during uh, Tech Impact is the fact that technology has a lot of good that comes with it. And that that's good that we should embrace. I've been thinking about the fact that, you know what, I really love how technology has made it simple for me to listen to the word um, I, and, and be immersed in it, right? I can literally listen to the word on my drive home from work, like it just, or um, on my drive home from home to work or on my drive from work going home. And that's very beautiful. I can worship in the car. I can read scripture on my laptop and I can do easy Bible study, especially because I'm not a person who enjoys writing things by hand using a pen. Actually, my hand gets very tired very quickly and it becomes very painful. So technology has made it very practical um, and easy for me uh, to be able to, 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 to connect with God's word, to study God's word, to immerse myself in God's word. It has also made it easy for us to connect with, you know, stuff like Bible study, uh, where able to connect and have virtual Bible studies because of technology. We were able to do church virtually. People who were in, in different parts of South Africa and the world were able to connect and commune over the word. We did not allow the lockdown to stop us. You know, I mean, speaking of which, we should celebrate the fact that the president just announced the fact that we no longer need to wear masks. It's no longer against the law um, and no one will be penalized for walking into a store without a a mask whoop whoop <laughs> of course if you still want to protect yourself uh you can definitely continue to do so I would definitely advise this if you're going into a, a, a crowded area with a lot of people, uh, because that it doesn't mean that uh, the COVID virus has disappeared. It just means that the as a country, we're more better prepared uh, for the virus. We're able to manage it better. Um, and obviously, people are developing um, immunities against them uh, because it's affected so many people. This is what happens when human beings grow in knowledge, when human beings grow in the ability 
ability to 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 distribute information we grow we 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 understand viruses and sicknesses better and we overcome them by the grace of god it's quite unfortunate that we've had to lose so many people before getting to this point um and my condolences to everyone who suffered that loss um and i do hope that this brings you some sort of comfort the fact that the country is at the very least moving towards um you know overcoming this disease and it's no longer something that we fear so we're so fearful of um and and our doctors and scientists are now understanding it better and that couldn't have happened apart from technology just entering into the space and becoming more and more accessible uh but you know i i really just wanted to start off by breaking that down just to remind us and ourselves of the fact that in as much as technology can bring a lot of bad it can be good um it can make us very complacent and very lazy when we're surrounded by it so it it is important for us to remind ourselves that you know what i for example cars contribute a lot to people gaining weight which means you have to then become intentional about going to gym which human beings when it comes to having to be intentional we're not very good at that uh we're actually we actually fare better when we do things organically like eating healthy is just part of your daily routine it's just how you grew up everyone in your neighborhood eats healthy so you don't need an apple watch reminder that it's time for you to eat spinach <laughs> or have a glass of water um yeah so anyways we're going to jump right into take impact mr shalt doy what do you have for us tonight my name is shalt doy and let's have a look what's happening in the tech space see if there's anything that uh, can have an impact uh, more importantly a positive impact on the way that we lives that we lives how's that for terrible english the way that we live our lives now as you would probably know by now i am a big fan of apple computers amazingly i'm actually a big fan of all things apple uh, apart from the airpods never got used to those though but i'm a big th- fan of apple and i'm excited about something that's going to happen in ios 16 which is the uh, mobile operating system uh, meaning in iPhones and iPads and that those that will have a sim card of course and that is that you can report junk now junk sms's now currently in the ios 15 devices and previously you were able to actually report junk sms's but that report would have only been sent to apple right what's happening in ios 16 and i hope that our current carriers would imply it but i think or uh, apply it but i think they will need to and i will explain why now uh we'd have the ability that you as a user to actually say report junk and that will be sent back to your carrier in other words in south africa that will be sent to telcom uh, or mtn or vodacom or celc depending on who's your carrier and that is what's making me so excited about it because i don't know about you but since the poppy act started um which means that uh, it's the public information you people won't be able to share your information publicly without you acknowledging it I did not receive as much spam phone calls that I as I used to. However, I am getting spam SMSs. So the companies that still making use of these SMSs getting you these spam SMSs that you can dial this and dial what. You can merely report as spam now. You don't not need to send them an SMS or an email or saying that they would need to remove you. Report junk on Apple would then mean that they would obviously then uh they need to take your your um uh details of their system because apple would force them to do that 
And I'm excited by that because it means that our, our private information would obviously then exactly be that. It would still be private information. Um, and the second thing that I would wanted to share with you uh, on this beautiful evening with regards to technology is the fact that, um, which is not good news, there's actually two things that I wanted to share, but the, the fact that, uh, let's start with the bad news and see if I can get you uh, excited about the weekend again. There's an illegal strike at ESCOM currently, so it seems like the stage two that is enforced until Sunday unfortunately will have to be increased i think if i remember correctly they said until stage four meaning that we will have loads and loads of power cuts unfortunately however the second thing that i wanted to say is uh, that you now if you're able to be a bit technized and uh, i almost want to say streetwise as well and you aren't able to afford a smart tv it might actually be a better option for you to just invest. Have a look at it, but to see if you can invest in either a Xiaomi or Xiaomi, depending on who you listen to, MyBox, or a Google Chromecast, which can be expensive, if I remember correctly. The cheapest one currently in South Africa is the Amazon Fire Stick. The great thing about these things, unlike um, smart TVs, are that the operating system can actually be update, updated a lot easier. You would notice that if you own a certain TV set in South Africa uh, and the Disney Plus came to life in South Africa, you were unable to access Disney Plus on that system because our South African operating systems or the TV operating system has just not been to such a degree that you can start Disney Plus in this South African uh technological climate one of the reasons being is that disney plus uses a passcode except if in, uh, not an email link that you should sign in an email username and password it actually uses a passcode in other words they will send you an sms with a passcode that you need to enter um, and that is one of the reasons that the tvs are currently in south africa are not supporting it however if you buy a chromecast fire stick or uh, my stick my box from xiaomi it might be an easier option so what i'm trying to tell you is do not think that it will be the best thing to invest in a smart tv go for pixel rates go for image quality do not go for the operating system because nine times out of ten it will unfortunately disappoint Thank you, thank you, Mr. Tutoy. Oh, wow. You know, I often love your approach to the tech impact because you often very... Um, you know, it, it's sort of very South African, like it's stuff that are very practical uh, to the average South African. And I would imagine that to some extent, um, it's also very practical to the to Africans, right? Um, in as much as we do have to acknowledge the fact that a lot of technology that impacts us is 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 d- discovered or not even discovered in as much as it's technological breakthroughs that occur in on other continents. So like uh, South Korea with Samsung and a lot of the Samsung products in our lives, fridges, phones, washing machines, uh, dishwashers. And then you also have in Silicon Valley, like there's just so many things. Um, And then you also have in Europe as well, right? Um, There's so many technological advancements that impact our lives as South Africans and as Africans that are a result of breakthroughs that don't occur within Africa, it's very nice when we acknowledge some of the advancements that are happening within our own borders. Um, and I, I, I really, really love that. You know, something that I, I noticed in the, the new place where I live now, 
which I really, I, I mean, please, please do forgive me if the, I'm, I'm late to the party. If this is just a thing now in South Africa, <laughs> please do forgive me. Now, I've noticed that there are now, uh, you know how whenever you want to contrive control of your ele- electric bill, a lot of people are moving away from the old way of the metering system uh, that, is the, that the government used to use. And a lot of us now are on these new new prepaid systems, especially because you can now budget how much electricity you use within a month and you can actually see your electricity go down. And I love that. I love the fact that we have that approach because now you know how much you're spending on electricity, right? The one thing which I notice now, um, especially with where I've moved to, is the fact that they are now the, the 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 smart metering systems are so incredible that you actually don't even need to have that uh, prepaid meter. Which obviously I don't know what are the uh, implications of that and how cost effective these uh, smart meter systems are. Uh, but what I noticed with the one I live in, so just to explain to you how it works, um, the meter, the metering system, we don't have a prepaid system in your unit, right? Or apartment. There's no prepaid um, um, thing. Like you don't actually load electricity by pressing a the numbers in, like you're loading airtime. You literally just have an app and you load credit that appears as, let's say maybe you load credit for 500 Rand, it will appear as 500 Rand. And then as you're using your electricity, it'll basically be uh, depleting from though that credit that you have. Um, so by credit, it's not really credit as in a credit card. What it basically it means is that it's like um, electricity units that you'd have in a prepaid system, similar to that, or like loading airtime. Your airtime reflects as, if you buy airtime for 100 rand, it'll reflect as 100 rand's worth of airtime. That's basically how it works. So instead of having that prepaid uh, little... Uh, box that you'd have on your wall or the more modern ones that you can put anywhere in your house actually instead of having those you literally just use an app or you can go onto a website and load your electricity that way which I think is quite phenomenal I think it's incredible because it's so convenient I can literally load my electricity while I'm at work what I would love to see is more of South Africa have that convenience to our approach to these electricity meters. Um, and we definitely need more cost-effective ways of um, um, you, our, electric, our electric bill, actually. I think we're going to have a, a episodes where Charles and I actually focus solely on giving you tips on how you can make your, your household more electricity efficient. And I think quite honestly less reliant on ESCOM because of the fact that um, um, these outages that we experience and also load, sh- load shedding, it's, it's, it's quite honestly very inconvenient, especially if you're a person who works from home. The last thing you want is to find yourself in a position where you're just seeing electricity cut and now your router is no longer working. You have no connection to work and no one can email you. Uh, that's definitely not something you want. So we're going to be giving you some tips on that. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to mention was just how I love these new smart meters. Um, and the beauty of it is uh, it's not only that you're able to load electricity or your units or your credit uh, easily. But another thing I love about it is the fact that 
Um, you know, back in the day, um, I say back in the day, but this is still a lot of our reality, right? Um, especially here in South Africa. Um, whenever you have an issue with your electric electricity uh, at home, you would need to go to the municipality and have they would have someone come over to sort out the problem. What I love with these new smart uh, meters is the fact that they don't actually always need to send someone that's like the last resort. They would actually first check on the system and tell you what to do and they can switch it on and off uh, remotely and I love that, right? Um, I love the fact that you can solve the problem over the phone and they can do it from their systems. So when you've loaded credits... Um, they can actually see that you've loaded credits and then turn the system back on for you. Um, and I absolutely love that. Or if, if push comes to shove, they can easily send someone who already knows what's going on because they've already checked their app or whatever system they use in order to see uh, what exactly is the issue with your system. Um, another thing which I wanted to bring on, bo on, on, on board is the fact that um, Apple, which not Apple, um, um, Android, which uh, happened a while ago, uh, released their Android 12, right? Which I know that everyone by now is probably aware of, especially if you're using a modern uh, Android device. You should be running on Android 12 right now. But I downloaded Android 12 on my phone and I must say, I must say, I'm I'm genuinely enjoying it, right? Um, it it it's it's basically um Android uh twelve, which is titled I think it's called a Material U. Yes, that's what it's called, Material U. And the whole idea behind it, as I've mentioned before, is that the 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 software or the operating system in itself tries to understand you, and it tries to get your phone to respond to you. So it tailors itself it tailors the experience of using the 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 os to whatever your liking is so if you put a purple wallpaper um it'll turn everything purple if your wallpaper is black everything will just turn black basically depending on the color the dominant colors on your wallpaper and i love that um, I've also been noticing that what Samsung did, and I don't know if this is a, uh, I don't think that this is a very um, universally Android feature, uh, but what I noticed with what Samsung has done, particularly with the, the recent updates uh, on my S10e, is that they've made the animation so much smoother, and I love it. Like, it really feels like, I mean, I also upgraded to, which I will give you the experience of that, uh, I think, next week. But I've also upgraded to um, Windows 11. Um, and I've been really having very good experience for the most part. It does have some issues, does have some bugs, but for the most part, I've been loving it. And one of the features that I love with uh, Windows uh, 12, 11 is the fact that the animations are so smooth. Like when you close and open Windows, it's so amazing. So I will, I will be sharing the pros and cons of my experience, and maybe it might help you decide whether you'd like to upgrade to Windows 11 or not. But the one thing I can tell you is that it looks absolutely amazing. There are some things that you're gonna miss if you do upgrade uh because it windows just didn't want to put them i don't know for what good reason um and other things you definitely not gonna miss um because of just how beautiful it is and do also keep in mind that windows 11 is being 
are updated constantly so as to make it more and more efficient um, and more and more beautiful uh, and the experience to be better and easier for you. Uh, so that's something to, to note. So yeah, those will be my things for today. But we will be getting... <clears throat> more into um, uh, focusing on Windows 11 and just sharing with you my experience of it and whether I advise you to download it or not, uh, which I think for now I would definitely advise the upgrade because it's not so bad unless for, so i depending on what you do on your on your um laptop or desktop uh computer or tablet because there are some tablets that you run on windows um we shouldn't forget them so depending on what you you co commonly do so if you update to windows 11 and then it interferes with your workflow in terms of maybe you're a video editor or your photographer or your the work that you do at work. Let's say maybe you're an engineer and there's some software that you use that doesn't work well on Windows 11, then I absolutely would not recommend it. Definitely would not. Wait until Windows fixes uh, Windows 11 before you upgrade to it. Um, and also they give you 10 days for you, which I think is so short. And I don't like that. I think they should have given us a month. Um, I don't know what's your personal opinion. But for me personally, I wish they could have given us at least a month to use it and decide whether we want to keep it or not. Because 10 days is not enough to discover some of the bugs that might exist, in my personal opinion.